welcome back to the OSU Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm Jacob Sturm, joined by both Ben and Sam Hutchins. Um, it's game week. We have a lot to discuss because there's plenty of stuff that's about to happen. So uh, where would you guys like to get started? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. First off, we'll uh, say a little uh, congratulations to Noah Weber. He's not joining us. Um, you know, the fourth member of our team, he'll be catching some rays in Florida about now. Uh, so we, uh, he'll be joining us for the majority of the podcast in the future, but the three of us will hold down the fort for the uh, little preview for the first Calgary game of the season. I'm excited, guys. Yeah, and uh, we were talking a little bit before um, our Zoom call. That's how we're doing these podcasts uh, for this break started. Um, just about how this, the basketball season as a whole kind of snuck up on all, the, all, on all of us. You look at your, you know, your calendar, or your phone, or, you know, you're scrolling through, you know, social media, and it's like, wow, like, there's a game this Sunday in Gallagher-Ibro Arena. So I'm certainly ready uh, for this season to start um, and, you know, just to dive into uh, this upcoming game against ORU. Now, I agree that it, it did kind of sneak up on us. I feel like the women's basketball teams kind of less snuck up on us than the men's team because of the, um, I guess what we can talk about first, the COVID um, cancellation that they had and all that, that, all that comes with that. I mean, I guess since we were sort of reporting it, you know, it, I guess it kind of doesn't sneak up on you as much, but you know, it's, still something that you know you don't really expect to happen and then it just does so yeah that's yeah. that's certainly the interesting, first thing. Uh, you know the it's like it's almost inevitable right but it really has to hit that close to home uh for a sport that we've covered this year i guess with cover soccer but now cover basketball it's like well it happened you know they did get shut down and you can just see it coming uh it's just uh, always a little surprising when i guess it hits uh, your team the team that you're covering but you know, the Cowgirls were shut down for, uh, I think, about a week over this last uh, little uh, span since we've had since the last podcast, dealing with some COVID issues. It looks like they'll be good to go for this upcoming game against Oral Roberts. But kind of the uh, consequence behind that is, while the Cowgirls will be making their season debut on Sunday, Oral Roberts will have already played a game because tomorrow they kick off their season against uh, another Power 5 opponent in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And Sam, another consequence, I guess, to add to um, the cancellation of the original scheduled game in Little Rock was the, um, the, the, the lack of road games to start the season, right? The Cowgirls, they'll have their first five games at home. And uh, I talked to Coach Littell on a teleconference, and he said that he's kind of bummed that, you know, they couldn't get that experience for their young players um, to go on the road in a foreign environment and play a college basketball game. Because now the Cowgirls, you know, they'll get settled into a nice groove at home. And then their first road game will be Bedlam uh, at Oklahoma. So that'll certainly be a wake-up call that I guess Coach Littell was hoping his players would already have uh, prior to that Big 12 game. So for you, for those who didn't already know, that opener against Little Rock was scheduled for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And now without that, um, I guess everything kind of gets pushed back a few days. You you get you're off until the weekend so I guess Thanksgiving plans for all of them can change drastically because you won't have a basketball game that you you're recovering from and you're you wouldn't you would have I guess you'd have more time to um, study film and prep a game plan for Oral Roberts and you know I think that that's a good 
that's a good thing in a sense. I mean, but of course you want to get as many games under your belt as possible. There's not going to be any chance that you can make these up. So, you know, even having the opportunity to play is something that I think OSU would benefit from. And I mean, they won't have benefited from it. Like Oral Roberts, for instance, they would, they would be one game behind in that front, you know, that this will be their, their debut will be a really bizarre debut because it won't be a debut for both teams. So that, I think that changes a lot of the way you have to look at it. And Jacob, that's an interesting point you bring up with Thanksgiving, um, you know, on Thursday and this being Tuesday, you kind of wonder what the, um, what Thanksgiving kind of plans coach will tell has for his players, because, you know, you don't have a game to recover from, but, I don't know if he necessarily wants his players going home and spending the weekend with their families right. and all that. That's just a tough situation to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt. Well, and, guys, I'll throw out uh, a little bit of a segue. Uh, talking about um, tough things to handle. Uh, this was like kind of shocking to me when I was doing some research on ORU. Uh, guys, their first uh, five games, well, I guess four games, um, their first four games of the season, they open up at Arkansas, at Oklahoma State, at Nebraska and at Kansas. So, you know, the Cowgirls, uh, I assume that, you know, they'll, they'll be favored in this game. Uh, I think they played last year and the Cowgirls won pretty handily. So it'll be interesting to see uh, rotations and, you know, things like that for the Cowgirls. But uh, ORU, they will be at least a little bit of a tested team with some Power 5 experience already uh, coming into the game when the Cowgirls make their debut, going through a little bit of a Power 5 meat grinder early on in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam, you're right. Uh, these two teams did play last year, um, and o- OSU, you remembered correctly, they did win pretty handily. Um, the Cowgirls beat ORU 78-44, to and uh, fans might remember this game. Um, I think, Sam, we were actually there. I'm sure Jacob was there uh, covering the team. This was Natasha Mack's 23-rebound game, so that's something that might stick in your mind um, as a fan thinking back to uh, past games against ORU. I think it's really interesting to see what does ORU do different now that Natasha is the only, the only, um, like is the clear number one and there's not really any debate who's going to be the main um, focus from that OSU offense. And, you know, I mean, Natasha, she, she's had so many great overall games. And I think that was probably the game covering the team last year that I realized, oh, she's really good. She's going to be really good. And at that point, you know, I mean, you can't really do anything in the moment, especially if you're ORU, but that, that just kind of brings me to the thought of, I wonder what they're going to try to do differently. What, what things can you change to make it harder on Natasha? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting for sure, uh, especially like with uh, what Ben said about how Natasha Mack dominated earlier for the Cowgirls. But, you know, the Cowgirls, uh, I think that things will be done differently on both sides uh, for both teams. You know, with Vivian Gray uh, now being out of the picture at Texas Tech, the Cowgirls, uh, you know, their guard situation will look a little different. I think two of the things that I'm most excited to see in this uh, season opener where a lot of questions will be answered is kind of uh, how Jamie Asbury factors in, you know, she, uh, we, we've been talking with the coaches and players, and it sounds like she'll be the person kind of uh, stepping into that role. And she was a great player for the Cowgirls last year, really dependable and played well throughout the season. So I think I'll be interested to see, A, uh, 
how the experienced players like Jim Yasberry and, you know, like Jacob said, Natasha Mack can, um, will, you know, maybe have their roles defined a little bit this season. And also I'm, I'm hoping to see an emergence of some of the younger players. We'll get to see a piece of those. Um, like Ben said, if the score does end up being like a 30-point margin or something like that, there will be room for uh, deep rotations that, you know, frankly, we might not see against playing Baylor or whatever. But uh, I'm excited to see players like Lexi Keys and uh, the transfer Brittany Reeves and um, kind of see, I guess, the, a little sneak peek at the depth chart and also what everyone looks like out there. Yeah, Sam. And uh, to answer Jacob's point, you know, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot you can do uh, as the ORU head coach trying to game plan against Natasha Mack. You know, she's 6'4". Uh, it's, it's hard to say, hey, just go out there and uh, rebound, out-rebound, out-jump, you know, 6'4", Natasha Mack. You know, I'm sure uh, ORU will try and do some, like, schematic things to maybe, um, uh, you know, give themselves a chance on the, on the boards, on the glass. But there's only so much you can do against a team with just physically like bigger players. Um, I think the biggest maybe adjustment will be from the Cowgirls seeing where their points will come from. And Sam, you hit on this, you know, maybe like some of the younger players, if the game does get out of hand a little bit. Um, but, you know, Vivian Gray, she had 20 points uh, in this last matchup. And those 20 points aren't going to be there. Maybe, maybe it is Asbury. Maybe it is Lexi Keys. I I'm interested to see, certainly, um, if ORU will, able, will be able to tone down the physical dominance of the Cowgirls, but also where the Cowgirls' points will come from. Yeah, and one thing that I think is going to be extremely different than last year is more, more so than just who's going to produce the points that they're like now losing this season, but more, uh, I would say, just how many players are going to play consistently. Mm -hmm. last year I think in my opinion they played about seven or eight like decent like pretty consistent consistently and I mean if you're if you're only going to play seven or eight this year I I don't know how you're going to produce the same amount of points that you were last year so I think it's kind of under it's it's sort of your incentive to play as many players on your roster as possible and I'm just interested to see who steps up, who takes that spot, takes a spot and makes the most of it. Because, I mean, last year we only got to see seven or eight of those players have that opportunity. So this, this will be interesting. I'm, I'm extremely fascinated for Sunday just to see how they um, rotate their lineups. Jacob, I think that's an excellent point you bring up because, you know, let's just look at this day and age where, you know, any one player on your team at any one time can have a test result come back positive out of the blue and they're, uh, you know, out of the picture for an unspecified amount of time. So I think uh, every team across the country, whether you have, you know, five amazing players or your strategy is to rotate players in and out and, you know, more platoon and uh, end up having that depth is your advantage. You're, I think it will favor teams that have a deeper bench. And, you know, Jacob, like you said, six or seven players, that's not really very deep. So it'll be interesting for the Cowgirls this year with all the new faces, um, how, how much uh, Littell trusts his bench and is able to go to the bench routinely. So I think, uh, you know, this, let's be real, like the Golden Eagles, they're not the uh, Baylor Bears. So, uh, you know, there will be time to uh, hope, you know, see more players and uh, work out more rotations and things like that. 
So, Jacob, like I said, I think it will be interesting to see which players are able to, you know, uh, earn their stripes here and uh, potentially be called on later on when, like we said, you know, we don't know when players will be hit, when players will be out. It's all uh, just a crapshoot. So it'll be interesting for sure. Now, Jacob, Sam, um, I won't ask for, I guess, uh, to pick a winner because I think the three of us are all kind of on the, on the uh, Cowgirls' uh, side of the boat here. But I will ask you guys, um, if last year the score was 78-44 to 44, Oklahoma State, how do you think that, that final score um, on Sunday will be different from the final score a year ago? Hmm. Well, I mean, saying that this is the opener and that there's a lot more question marks than I think we had last year, I think it'll be a little closer. I don't think it's going to be – I mean, I still think that the Cowgirls are going to win comfortably. I don't see that changing. But I do think, you know, there has to be a little bit of a period of adjustment to the college level for some of the, some of the team and, you know, adjusting to a new system for others. And I think when you factor all that in as, um, and then combining that with – the like how how you're going to produce more points than um because of what you're losing you're gonna have to produce more points that way i think that there's going to be a little bit of a um i don't know about a slow start but a slower start and i think it'll be a little more competitive but i don't think it'll in the long run i don't think it'll be super duper competitive um competitive and i think it'll be pretty comfortable yeah, I will say, uh, you know, in defense of the Golden Eagles, you know, they're coming off a third-place finish in the Summit League, and they're led by a pair of seniors in Kenny Jolippi and Reagan Shoemaker. So uh, they have some experience. They have um, some uh, maybe – I know uh, I think Reagan Shoemaker, uh, she'll be lined up against Natasha Mack, so that's probably not a matchup that anyone desires. But, uh, you know, they have a senior in there that uh, might be able to bang bodies and win her fair share of rebounds. So uh, – you know, like Jacob said, with all the question marks, I know uh, one of the biggest question marks is kind of shooting for the Cowgirls this year. So, you know, basketball is a funny game. It's, uh, you know, we never know when the shots will fall, when they won't fall. So I have a feeling that, you know, this game could see both. Uh, I would maybe predict maybe the uh, shooting to be a little uh, off out of the gate for the Cowgirls, just because, like we said, especially where the shooting is coming from in younger players, there might be a little bit of nerves there. You know, it's many people's first D1 basketball game, and that's uh, an incredible feat. And, you know, I'd expect the nerves to be there. So, uh, you know, also, uh, I'd expect the shooting to pick up later on. I could expect maybe a second, third, or fourth quarter run for the Cowgirls to really put this game away, but uh, it might be interesting. Uh, the I bet the Eagles will keep it close, at least early. Um, so, I'll go maybe ORU keeps it a little tighter than last time. Gotcha. And uh, for everybody wondering, this game will be um, – one of a busy OSU athletic weekend. It'll be the final game um, of a busy, you know, uh, weekend for all OSU fans. It'll be at 2 p.m. on Sunday um, in Gallagher Arena. I believe it'll also be on ESPN Plus, um, so you can watch it there. And guys, uh, I think we'll be back next um, to kind of break down what happened in the Cowgirls' first game, but also preview the Cowgirls' um, kind of, you know, immediate turnaround game on December 2nd against Southern. So this Cowgirl basketball season starts, and it gets, uh, it gets going fast. So, um, yeah, previewing uh, the Southern basketball game next. Um, guys, do you have any last thoughts on, you know, what we might see 
uh, on Sunday or any predictions you guys want to make before we close it out? Um, I think we'll know who is going to be the cowgirls that are going to produce um, consistently after Sunday. I think once we get through Sunday, I think we'll have a good, a, a, a much better impression on who coach um, Latell trusts um, and who is going to be expected to shoulder some of that um, load that they are going to need to shoulder in order to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And I guess my one prediction for this game is we might see uh, who the primary three point shooter is on this team. You know, every team kind of has one. So I don't know if it'll uh, come up with a, draw a play that's designed uh, to a certain player, you know, with two seconds left on the shot clock that someone takes a three or, uh, you know, maybe just who takes uh, seven threes in on Sunday, Sunday's game. But uh, I think we'll be able to kind of see uh, who might be the shooter that in Big 12 player conference games uh, could be called upon in the big spot. Yeah, it'll certainly be a fun one to watch and to look forward to and break down. Um, thanks for joining us on the second episode of the OSU Uh, Cowgirl Basketball Podcast. We'll be with you uh, shortly to break down the next thing that happens in the season. Once again, a 2 p.m. game on Sunday against the ORU Golden Eagles. Thank you very much for listening. For Ben Hutchins, Jacob Serm, and Sam Hutchins, we'll see you next time.